With all the news that happened this past weekend, we had a lot of questions coming from Twitter and our YouTube community page, and we're going to answer them here next on the Squared Circle Cycle Babble. My name is Michael Valenti. Joining me is Ralph Valenti. Ralph, let's get down to it. A lot of questions revolving around one Cody Rhodes, and we'll start with Murray Lindsay's question on the YouTube community page. Is Cody Rhodes a sellout if he ends up going back to WWE? Ah, no, he's not a sellout. Has he said some disparaging things about WWE? Yes. Is he probably going to say some disparaging things about AEW when he goes back to WWE or if he goes back to WWE? Probably more than likely. Um, this is, this is wrestling, you know, guys, guys and girls do this all of the time. And guess what? Somewhere down the road, the promotion that they were just throwing under the bus and crapping all over, they are right there showing up at their front doorstep when they need a job, when a contract is offered, when there's a Hall of Fame offer. People have said a lot worse things than Cody Rhodes and still gone back to either WWE or other promotions and worked. I mean, can you make the case that it's hypocritical? Sure. But at the same time, it's the nature of the business. You're trying to put yourself over. You're trying to put over the company you work for. And that's all Cody was doing here. I get what you're saying, but it is a little hypocritical what he's saying. This is a guy that at double or nothing slammed the throne as if it was like him taking a shot at Triple H. Then at Fight for the Fallen, he has that big promo about how WWE did the counter programming. And now he's possibly going back to WWE after all this and all the shots that he's taken at WWE. Yes, I agree to some point. He's not the first and he won't be the last to take shots at WWE and end up at WWE if it ends up that he goes there. But this is the guy who was like the flag bearer of AEW and now is going to go to WWE. What did Eric Bischoff say about controversy? It creates cash. Are we talking about Cody Rhodes right now? We if are. Cody didn't do any of those things right now, would that person have asked that question and would we even be discussing it? Would anybody give a shit that Cody's going back to WWE? No, probably not. No, I, again, can you make the case? Yeah, you can make the case, but you can also make a case for Hogan, Ric Flair, rest in peace, the ultimate warrior, all of those guys, all the list of every legend. They've all said terrible, horrible things about their promotion that they previously worked for. And whenever Vince McMahon came back or whenever Eric Bischoff needed a job, they're right there to welcome him back. The only one that I haven't really mm-hmm. seen go back anywhere, well, Vince Rosso had a couple of stints in TNA, I believe. So yeah, I think you can make a case for it. Do I do do am I gonna hold it against him? No, I'm not. And if Cody went back to EW five years from now after going to WWE, I wouldn't hold that against him either. All right. Well, let's go to the next question here from Young Breezy on our YouTube community page. Latest reports state that Tony Khan took creative control from Cody Rhodes. Did Tony Khan do the right thing? Yes, he did. Do I believe in total creative control? I I don't. uh, Do I think that there should be a certain limitation on it? Yes. That's his baby. That's his business. He's He's the one that really should be drawing the line. Somebody has to tell these guys what's a good idea. Some of these, sometimes you got to be the guy to tell the, the, the talent that you don't like their idea or their idea doesn't necessarily match up with the direction of the company. I, if that was a part of it, then in my mind, it, he was right to take that back or at least limit it. Right. I think I, I'm going to agree with you. If it is true that Tony Khan had them have creative control and then he removed it to be the guy that controlled everything. I think it really showed around like 
December 2019, where it was like the Dark Order came, did that ambush and the fake punches. Yeah. And I think when those reports first started coming out, that's when AEW really took a turn to be like almost weekly, good show after good show after good show. And at least you knew storyline wise where things were going instead of things going in like 8,000 different directions. He understands the wrestling business and that certain things work and certain things don't work. And sometimes wrestlers, from their point of view, everything that benefits them works. And you need someone on the other side that tells you, this is not going to work. Let's try this instead. And Tony Khan does a really good job at that, I think. Yeah, it has, it has to make business sense. You right. know, anybody, anybody that's, that's on the talent side of things, of course, they're going, to want, they're going to want to do something that's going to, in their mind, put them over or put them on a pedestal, whatever you want to call it. Right. But you need somebody there to say, okay, I understand. But at the same time, we got this guy doing this, this guy doing this. It just, it's not the right time or let's do it this, whatever the case may be. So we got a bunch of questions from our next questionnaire, OG 1988, but I took one out of the, I think he listed like 10, but the question is that I took out is, would Cody regret leaving AEW? Would to Cody regret it? Um, I think it's good. I don't think he would. I think it's going to kind of depend. I mean, well, it's going to, you're going to have to wait and see what happens. I mean, right now, if he truly goes to WWE, we know one thing. They've made him an offer. It's probably for a lot of money and they probably made him a lot of promises. Are they going to be willing to uphold those promises if they tell him uh, that he was going to get you know, main events at WrestleMania championship runs, all that type of stuff. And they, they, they hold true to their word. Then I think that he'll look back on that and say, this was a smart decision. See, I don't think he's going to regret it. Cause even if things are bad and they don't go the way he planned it in WWE, I don't think the bridge is burned at all for him to go back to AEW. His main goal is to have something outside of wrestling after wrestling's done. I think he wants to get out early being in WWE, even as a mid-carder, upper mid-carder, will help him more in WWE than a main eventer in AEW at this time because of the brand recognition WWE has. So if he's there for three years and builds some superstar power that he's able to double down on from what he's already built in AEW and then just catapult that with WWE, he's not going to regret it if it means he didn't get a main a mania main event or didn't hold the world championship or the universal championship it's it's easy to say now that he's going to regret it because honestly like if you look at it at face value we just talked about this he's going from the company that he really helped kind of form and bring to fruition and he's going to a company that he just spent the last 3 or 4 years bashing yeah, obviously you can point to that and say, you know, after the fact that hey, this was a bad move if you know, it doesn't necessarily pan out for him, but you know, if it does pan out and he had some successful championship runs and I, I really do think that WWE is going to do right by Cody on this. I, I really do. He's gone out of his way and shown that he can make a name for himself in the wrestling industry without the machine, without the WWE machine, without the number one promotion kind of backing you. And not only that, but he did it being himself and being something entirely different than WWE ever presented. I'd be very surprised if WWE dropped the ball on this. I especially considering, you know, this is a big deal for them. This is their first big mm -hmm. grab, big name that they've gotten to 
uh, go from from AEW to WWE. So I, I don't think that they're going to drop the ball in this, and I don't think Cody Rhodes is going to regret this. I'm glad you brought up that last sentence there because it segues into our next question, which actually comes from Twitter at Zero the Hero. Hello, Zero. Who is next to go from AEW to WWE? God. Uh, I really don't know everybody's contract situation. I bet you I could definitely see them making a hard play for MJF. And I, yeah, having Cody there, I mean, and this, this is the other thing too. We've seen a whole lot of people go from WWE over to AEW. Now we're starting to see at least one bigger name guy go over to the WWE. All right. They're rumored. Now this is even confirmed. It's just all heavily rumored. So, and that's the thing. WWE wants to show the wrestlers that, Guys can go there and be successful. And they're resigning guys too, WWE. Kevin Owens resigned. Sami Zayn resigned. AJ Styles, it was it was uh uh announced today that he resigned. So uh guys like that Drake Maverick. <laughs> uh, yeah, for like the fifth time. But guys like that, I mean, that's gotta be an attraction because if you're a guy like I mean, even, you know, this is something else we gotta bring up. If Stone Cold Steve Austin comes out of retirement, like AEW isn't at the level where they can offer that to somebody right now, but WWE is. And if they show like, hey, look, if you come here, anything can be possible. You can main event mania against somebody like Edge. You could have a match against, I don't know, Steve Austin, The Rock, whoever. Uh, I know people hate hated Goldberg's run, but at the very beginning of it, it was fun, at least until he started winning championships for no reason, apparently. But anyway, that's my long-winded answer to, if I was to guess, MJF would be the most likely jump. In my mind. See, I, I know the obvious answers that people want to throw out there are Wardlow, Jade Cargill, yeah. MJF, because those are names that, you know, I've already been reported that WWE is interested in. But we already saw, the, if the rumor's true, Cody leaving WWE, going to AEW, coming back. Who's to say that Chris Jericho yeah. doesn't do the same thing? And I don't know what his contract situation is. If he resigned, because I know. He's in the same situation, I think, with like a three-year deal from when he first signed with AEW. I don't know if he re-signed, but perhaps the storyline with the breaking of the inner circle could be him being written off because his contract's up, and now they got to find a way to re-sign him. And if he's going to be asking for the same Cody wants, and Tony Khan says no to him too, he's like Vince's best friend, you know? He's the only guy an AEW who's actually been on the WWE network while under contract with AEW. So, you know, I don't think Vince holds any grudges with Jericho for being an AEW. He'd instantly go right back to WWE in my mind. Well, not only that, but it's like, you know, these guys, Cody Rhodes and even uh, especially Jericho, it's like they left the WWE and it's like they got a facelift, so to speak, you know, because Cody Mm -hmm. Rhodes, we always talk about this on the show. Where was he before he left the WWE? He was Stardust. Stardust. Chris Jericho, he had his thing going on with Kevin Owens, but he was very much uh, more or less like, I guess, like an afterthought, kind of like comedic relief. Like he wasn't somebody that you could see in that main event picture. Now, is he going to go back to WWE in main event? Uh, maybe, maybe not, but he's definitely somebody who's, whose name has some shine and appeal and attraction. And, and uh, you know, for somebody like him to go outside of the WWE. That's not the same Chris Jericho with the flashy light uh, vest that's going to do the whole break the walls down entrance. Like this is an entirely different Chris Jericho and having a guy like Cody, having a guy like Chris Jericho, especially considering they've had such a drastic character change 
it's good. It will breathe fresh air into the WWE. And I, I bet you Vince McMahon is going to pay them a hell of a lot of money to go and work there. A lot of talk about Cody, but a lot of talk also this past weekend happening with Elimination Chamber. We now know that, you know, it's title versus title at WrestleMania. Brock Lesnar for Roman yeah. Reigns. That helps us get to our next question here from Keys to the City Jesus, on Twitter. Is it smart for WWE to have possibly one world champion in the business? Yes, I think it is. Um, I'm I'm for the title uh, titles to be unified if that's what they plan to do. Because for starters, if the intent is to have Roman Reigns carry the championship all the way to WrestleMania next year to face The Rock, they can't just have it where he's facing the same recycled guys on on SmackDown. First of all, you need two shows for him to have fresh matches, whether that's him challenging guys like you know, AJ Styles on Raw, Matt Riddle from Raw, Randy Orton, any of those guys, somebody who can keep it fresh, he's going to need that. On top of that, right now, especially with, with a company like AEW, you could debate how successful Hangman Page's title reign has been, but it seems like they're willing to keep the title on on their, their champions a little bit longer, and it seems like they try to at least bring prestige to their title. If there's one championship and Roman Reigns holds that title for however long it is. There is no question. Like, he's the guy in WWE. It's not Brock Lesnar. It's mm-hmm. not anybody else. It's Roman Reigns. There's one champion that reigns supreme in all of WWE. Uh, so I'm all for it. I, I have been saying this since the brand split came back. They need, in order for the brand split to work, they need one heavyweight champion, one women's champion, one tag team champion that goes on both shows that way, it keeps things fresh. And I know people are saying, if you end the brand split, it's just going to be the same guys on both shows. That's that's not what I'm saying. You don't end the brand split, but what you do is, say, after WrestleMania, you have WrestleMania backlash. So Roman Reigns challenges a guy on Raw. Seth yeah. Rollins, Kevin Owens, Bobby Lashley, whoever. At that same show at WrestleMania backlash, a SmackDown match, Drew McIntyre versus Happy Corbett. Winner's the number one contender at the next pay-per-view. And then you just go back and forth between shows and Roman Reigns, who is the ratings draw for WWE. Call no, what not. you want. He's the draw in WWE. No, yes, no, he is. there Don't- is. There, okay? We've all known this. The anticipation is still Stop there. it. Tommaso Ciampa, damn it. <laughs> Roman Reigns is the ratings draw. He's the guy that sell- has had the most main events in front of a 10,000 seat arena in 2021 so he needs to be on both shows as much as people might want to hate that he has to be on both shows have a smackdown storyline for him have a raw storyline for him it's going to work and then in the meantime you also have the intercontinental champion and the u.s champion having weekly championship matches so that that's they're like tv titles and they're kind of doing that now and then the same thing with the tag team championships which I think it was kind of hinted on Raw this week with Seth Rollins and Kevin Owens that now that they're added in the triple threat, they said they're going to win the tag titles and then challenge the Usos and do a title for title for that too, which I'm all for. They need to get rid of some of these titles. That's part of the problem with WWE. All these titles and no prestige for them whatsoever. Yeah, yeah. You, you, got, you got to build the titles up. I'm all for having one, one <laughs> universal champion, if you want to call it that, but... I kind of question the whole thing about mm-hmm. Roman being the needle mover, considering he didn't win, what was that, pay-per-view, uh, box office draw. Yeah, box office draw on the uh, Wrestling Observer Newsletter yeah. Awards. Uh, who won it? I think it was Punk. 
Oh, because he sold out one 10,000 seat arena. Okay. So he wins. <laughs> it, it's not a vote. It, it, that, there's statistics that should follow that award. It shouldn't be going to a vote. Obviously, he's the most popular CM Punk, but he's not the biggest box office draw. Find numbers that where? prove he's otherwise. He's the most popular in AEW. I, mean, I, I even question that. I don't know if he's the yeah. most popular guy in AEW. He had an epic return. He had some pretty big matches, but I, uh, box office draw? Uh, okay, I guess. Sure. Until I see numbers that prove otherwise, I think it, it's Roman Reigns or Brock Lesnar. But anyway, let's move on to the next question here. Uh, this comes from Alchem Alchemic Token T. I hope I pronounced that right. I apologize. This is from the YouTube community page. Should WWE put on special episodes on their main brands, just like how NXT and AEW do every couple of months? Yes. In fact, it's an easy way to fix some of these disputes that we've heard rumors about with Fox and NBC, because obviously every month the pay-per-views are on Peacock, which is owned by NBC, who owns the USA Network. WWE promotes those shows on Fox and Fox gets upset that they're promoting a NBC owned product in Peacock on a Fox network. So how do you fix this Saturday night main event on Fox every, you know, instead of having the B shows make quarterly Saturday night main events in between the big four, now big five, you want to count money in the bank pay-per-views. It's that easy. How much money are they really going to be losing getting rid of the B pay-per-views uh, when they're going to be ending up on Peacock anyway. I, I agree. I mean, the, the B pay-per-views, what's the point? What's the point? The, the, and this is one of the things I hate. All the main matches or most of the big matches end in some type of weird uh, ropes broken. Uh, there's a uh, interference. The ref is knocked out. It's effective when you do it once every six pay-per-views, but it happens every pay-per-view because they don't want to commit to somebody losing. I'd be for the less pay-per-views in, in promoting those types of matches. So WrestleMania season's here, Ralph. So we have a uh, question here on Twitter from ScottyMan96. And with the news of The Undertaker going to the WWE Hall of Fame, he asked, what is your all-time favorite WrestleMania and your favorite Undertaker match during his streak? First, I'll go with the match because I think it's easy. It's Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania 25. Mm. It has to be. I mean, if you say something outside of that match, then it's the one at 26. And if you have to pick something outside of that, it's the two that followed with Triple H after that. That four-year block of those were Undertaker's best matches in those four blocks right there, regardless yeah. if it was yeah. WrestleMania or not. I don't know which WrestleMania I liked the best. It was probably... Trying to think of some of the better ones. 17, yeah, 19, Yeah, those 20. are the obvious ones. I mean, okay. I'll, and I'll just riddle off some of the matches that, that I, I love. I, I'm right there with you. WrestleMania 2. I just watched this match the other night. Bret Hart and, and um, Stone Cold Steve Austin, one of my favorite matches. Uh, Shawn Michaels and Undertaker to this day. I watched it uh, last night or two nights ago. Stands the test of time. Like that's one of those matches where no crazy flips. There was one crazy dive spot, but it's it's just great <laughs> ring psychology, and the fans were crazy into that. Rocking and Jim Ross, Jim Ross's oh, yeah. commentary Ma was probably that's a the masterclass best. in in commentary. Just the things he was saying and and everything. Just nobody ever did it better. Um, obviously, right. I was a huge Daniel Bryan fan. His match against Triple H, probably one of the best opening uh WrestleMania matches. 
some of the lesser matches I'm really a big fan of, Bret Hart and Roddy Piper. You know, I, that one gets I'm so gonna, overlooked for whatever yeah, reason. I'm going to give you a match. That one is such a I'm good gonna match. I'm going to give you a match that I always loved, and this is one that I never hear people talk about. Tito Santana and um, Shawn Michaels. At WrestleMania 8? Yes. Do you remember the that match? match? Yes. Yeah. Not the best match, but a match that does, doesn't get nearly enough recognition, in my opinion. Um, well, I mean, I don't think there was much of a story heading into that that match to begin with. I think it was no, just but, literally a match they put together, but it is a good match. But when you talk about Shawn Michaels, I mean, there's so many other better matches that there's a reason why that Shawn one gets Michaels, overlooked. Kurt Angle. I mean, Shawn Michaels is in, in almost all these. Yep. And then I was going to say, obviously, and, and to me, this is like, you know, we talked about a masterclass in, in, in commentary, a masterclass in ring psychology and doing the minimal amount and just having the people in the palm of your hand. Rockin' Hogan is probably the best wrestling match atmosphere I've ever seen, ever. Uh, I, I can't mm-hmm. ever think of even Daniel Bryan winning at WrestleMania in the main event. That was a big moment, but I mean, yep. I don't think anybody anticipated Hogan being that over. No, Something that's been, no. And then even most recently, to me, Sasha and Bianca is still one of my favorite matches. All right, so we got one more here. We're going to go back to the Attitude Era. And... A question on Twitter from PH Clap. We'll make it fun here to close out the show. Love, Mary kill. Mankind, do love, Cactus Jack. <laughs> well, oh, will you, hold well, on. You can't kill is... Cactus Jack. No matter if you try. You can't kill Cactus Jack. That, yeah. And I don't think dude love is one for the, the Mary type. So I think it's pretty easy here. You marry Cactus Jack. You, you love, do love, and you kill mankind. Didn't Cactus Jack once refer to ECW as a twisted whore in a promo? Something like that. Yeah. Uh, Something like that. I don't that. know. The many faces of Foley. I, I don't know. Uh, I could do without dude love. My, probably my least favorite of the <laughs> three characters. So I, I would, uh, I guess I would kill dude love. I don't know. Mary. See, these are the type. These are the type of questions that get you canceled on uh, on these shows. So. <laughs> no, you don't. How can you get canceled for something uh, like no, this? No, somebody always gets offended or spins it a certain way. Uh, Mary, uh, Cactus Jack, because we're a little toxic, and then uh, whatever the other one, mankind, I guess. <laughs> That that would be a fun one to see if people respond in the comments below. Don't forget to share us over to social media on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, SCPB Podcast. And if you missed our Elimination Chamber review, click the thumbnail on the screen right now. We'll see you on the next episode of the Squared Circle Cycle Babble.